What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum more. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Punch It. My name is Tristan Riddell, and with me, as she will be for all time, is... Forever by your side, Charlene Schmidt. I am absolutely excited. I This is, this is mind-blowing. We've been talking about doing this for such a long time. I know, and now it's real, and I think you and I are both in that kind of surreal, oh wow, this is actually happening now, state of disbelief. Now, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time and do not know who we are, we are podcasters who have mainly been doing Star Trek stuff, but now we are branching off into other territory, and this podcast is going to be a podcast of analyzing writing and pop culture. That's right. We got our start hosting To The Journey on the Trek FM network together. We did that for four years, and now we are ready to branch out, spread our wings, and uh, one of our favorite things to do was discuss writing, and that's sort of that's sort of what has spawned this project. Why don't we talk a little bit about what exactly we're going to do with this thing? The genesis of this podcast was very much you and I looking for an, a writing outlet, and one of our favorite things to do on To The Journey was write stories on the fly. Yes. To The Journey was a Star Trek Voyager podcast. And so what we would do is we would sit down, we would not think about it beforehand, and we'd go, okay, let's write an episode of Star Trek Voyager on the fly, and then it's just you and I talking back and forth saying, okay, who do we want to focus on? What challenges do they need to face? And then we would just write for 45 minutes, and then we would have an episode at the end of it. And that's a, that's a big portion of what we're going to do on Punch It!, but not just with Star Trek Voyager, with many other things that are very prevalent within pop culture. That's right, because the longer we were hosting to the journey, the more we had ideas for other shows, other ideas for things that just didn't really fit the scope of that podcast, because that's a very narrow focus. It is all Star Trek Voyager. And as much as we love Voyager, there's a whole host of other things that we love that we would love to talk about. And as time wore on, that pull started getting a little more and a little more and a little more. And we decided, you know what? Maybe it's time to do something else. And uh, it just so happened. Uh, it's been like, what, a little more than a year ago now. You launched mm -hmm. the Nerd Party Network. Actually, it's been it's been less than a year. We launched in oh. early oh, yeah, February. February. Yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you'd been going longer. But no, it was February. And the network has grown substantially since then. And so... First off, congrats, and it's awesome to be a part of the network officially now, but uh, we thought this would be the perfect outlet to do something that is not just limited to Star Trek, because Trek FM is Star Trek 24-7, and that's great, 
but the Nerd Party is the perfect home for this type of podcast where we're going to talk about all the things that we love. And on top of that, on top of stories writing on the fly or analyzing writings or even talking about our favorite writers, we will rewrite episodes of various television shows, including Star Trek. We're not going to abandon Star Trek altogether. No, no. But one thing that we'd love to do on To The Journey, uh, which you should check out, is we would take an episode that was not horrible, but also not stellar. Just kind of a middle, middle of the road episode where you're just kind of like, eh. We analyze what went wrong. We would analyze what went right. And then we would punch it up with <laughs> our own ideas. And we would alter characters. We would change lines. We would change plot devices. But at the same time, keeping the spirit of the episode alive. And right. I, I, I think it's going to be so much fun to do that with The Office, House of Cards, Bob's Burgers, even even with some like uh, some movies that are coming out. Yes. Yes, you're probably going to get me to go to more movies <laughs> in preparation for this podcast than I have in years. But I am definitely willing to do that. And you said the two keywords there, punch it. That's how we came up with the name of the show, obviously. But yes, we're going to do the rewrites. And I'm really excited about another thing that we sort of did very occasionally onto the journey. And that is story time. Because you're a fantastic dramatic reader. You are married to a theater director and you have theater experience yourself. And it was always awesome when we came across some weird little random piece of dialogue <laughs> written in memory alpha that was maybe just a little too descriptive or really dramatic for what it needed mm -hmm. to be. And we would occasionally read it out loud on the show. And we're going to carry that over to this show because it's fantastic. One big thing about that that excites me is interacting with the listeners because I really want you guys who, who are listening to the sound of our voices to submit story time ideas. Like if you find yes. an episode summary, whether it's on Netflix, on Wikipedia, Memory Alpha, wherever it is, like if you find it and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so overly dramatic or this is really cheesy, we would love for you guys to email us. And one way that you can contact us is by going to thenerdparty.com slash contact selecting punch it and then filling out the the form from there and if it's if it's good if it's funny if it's dramatic uh we'll uh we'll read it on on air and we'll put music underneath it maybe some sound effects we'll just try to go over the top with it try to be entertaining yes. and uh we think you guys will have a good time and on top of that you know Shar, you and i we don't just appreciate good writing we really like doing writing on our own yeah, you and I both have long backgrounds, not as professional writers necessarily, but with a love for writing. And that's always been a hobby of mine. Oh, gosh. Certainly going back to my teenage years at the very minimum, possibly earlier than that, but that's when it really maybe kicked in. And in fact, longtime listeners of To The Journey know that my ambition as a teenager was to become a writer, which ultimately did not happen. And that's okay. But this is kind of my outlet for that. Absolutely. This is this is punch it. This is this is yours. This is your show. This is your writing outlet where we get to talk about great writing and also talk about original works by us and maybe even some other people. I mean, a while back I did a uh, I did an entry to the Strange New Worlds contest and right. it really invigorated me to continue like to bulk up my writing time. 
and to explore different styles of writings. And there was another Trek.fm show called Literary Treks that interviewed me about my submission because they liked it so much. And they had me do an audiobook version of my short story. And I would love to do that again. Oh, yeah, you should. You definitely should. I loved your story. The audiobook version was fantastic. It was very well produced and done. You did a fantastic job with it. And a part of that is the fact that you are a creative professional. You work in video editing and you know what you're doing with a lot of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Um, but also just the quality was great. You wrote a very good story and I definitely want more Tristan Riddell bylines out there. And so uh, this podcast is, I think, only going to encourage us to do our own writing that much more. But it's not just about us either. We want to include our audience in it as well. One of the funner things that we've thought of doing to get interactivity with this podcast going is occasionally we're going to start a story, probably what, on the Facebook group for the Nerd Party? I'm thinking that might be the best outlet. What you can do is you can go to facebook.com slash the nerd party. That's right. So what we will do is we'll give you the opening line. We'll start it off. And from that prompt, we'll keep it in this thread. From there, we want our listeners to write the story, keep it going one line at a time. So you'll write a sentence, then somebody else will chip in and somebody else will chip in. It'll keep going. And then from there, who knows what in the world is going to come of it? I think it's going to be a great little experiment. We want everybody to have fun with it. It would be good if it were coherent because one of the things that we want to do is read it aloud on the show. Maybe we'll give you, say, like two weeks to write the story. And then when the two weeks is up, that's it. That's the story. We'll read it on the show. Um, and therefore, we should also probably mention, let's keep it to a PG-13. The Nerd Party is a family-friendly network. Yes, it is, it is family-friendly. We do not use expletives, but we're also not prudes. So, you know, just keep it within reason, folks. It's, it's all good. Yeah, just... Use some common sense. That's all. Like uh, like Char said, this is going to be a test. We're going to try to figure out the best way to make this happen. We've never done this before on the network, and uh, this is our first adventure out into something like that. And so we will learn as we go on, just like you guys do, because of the comment features. Sometimes they get jumbled, so we'll try to figure out a way to make that smooth so that the first person is first and the second person is second and so on and so forth but bear with us on that one. So one other thing that we used to do in the past and one thing that we love to do is, you know, there's, there's always that character that is either super mysterious or the writers or producers don't spend that much time on. And so you always wonder, what's the backstory of that person? Where did they come from? How did they get to where they are today? And so you and I are going to have segments where we write backstories on characters we love that we don't know much about. Yes, and given that this the scope of this show is much broader than just Star Trek, we're going to analyze very minor characters from all over the freaking place. Like, for one example, I would love to know more about Teddy on Bob's Burgers. We know a little <laughs> bit, but he's such a quirky little dude. Like, seriously, what was his childhood like? Where did he come from? Why is he the way that he is? We're going to go into depth with that and maybe even with some even lesser known characters. Like, really minor characters. What if we wrote the backstory of Lieutenant J? I would freaking love to do that. Your favorite extra, Tracy Coco. She is on Twitter, by the way. You ought to find her because she's fantastic. It is Tristan's favorite helmsman on the Enterprise D. Yes, it's, uh, and you actually were nice enough to 
go to a convention and get her signature and then send it to me. <laughs> and that's yeah. adorning my wall right now. I had to. I absolutely had to. I did not know that she was going to be there. Uh, I saw her at the table. I, there wasn't a line. And I said, I have got to get an autograph for Tristan. And so I did. And I let her know how much that you loved her. <laughs> well, it, I'm I'm happy that she is out there knowing that there is there is a man named Trisha Riddell who thoroughly appreciates her work on Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> Indeed, well, I think she knows that a lot of people appreciate her work now because she's gained quite a following on Twitter and she's making more convention appearances. So I think she's enjoying this this rekindled uh, fandom for herself. It's great. Now speaking of TNG, yes. One thing that we're going to do today is we, we're trying to. Because some of you have heard us on To The Journey before, some of you haven't. And yes. so we want to do something new for the first episode, but at the same time, we want to do something that kind of eases our, our listener base in, into the fold. It like, eases them into Punch It. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do an episode on the fly. Like we do. Of Star Trek The Next Generation. Right. So we're going to branch out a little bit. It's not Voyager, but it's still Star Trek. Baby Steps. Baby steps, baby steps. And so what, uh, like, as we described at the top of the show, an episode on the fly is where we have a virtual whiteboard where we, right. uh, we erase all the writing off of it. Squeaky, squeaky, yep. squeaky, 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 squeaky. And you and I say go, and then we just talk out the episode. We just figure out what it's going to look like, how it's going to shape up. And we're, it's not always linear. Sometimes we jump around from act one to act three to, to mm -hmm. act five to act two. And yeah. we just kind of, we just write, we just riff. It's, it's like we have a writer's room. This is sort of like the whose line is it anyway of writing. We do it right <laughs> in front of you. This happens as it happens. This is exactly what, uh, whatever we come up with is exactly what's going in with absolutely no preparation. So here we go. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TNG. First things first, as always, we're going to have a focal character who do we want to focus on? Well, it's funny because the first person that pops into my head is Data, but I'm like, there is more than enough episodes about Data. <laughs> Let's not do Data. Yeah, Data, there's plenty there. I agree. Let's not and say we did. What about Riker? William T. Riker is one of your favorite characters of all time. Should we focus on him? Hey, you know, I'm not going to say no to a great idea, and that <laughs> is a great idea. Okay, William T. Riker it is. Now, do we want to possibly establish when it takes place? Because we have some important Riker eras. We have without the beard, and then going forward with the beard. Pre-marriage to Deanna Troy, post-marriage to Deanna Troy. Do you know what would be interesting is Riker just after Generations. Ooh, okay, where things are a little bit maybe in limbo. The Enterprise-E isn't completely built yet. What is he doing while they're building the new ship? Exactly, exactly. I think that's what we could focus on. Let's do... All right, I like it. Let's do season eight, episode one. Okay. Of TNG. This is a deal. We're rocking it. 
Okay, all right. So, Season 8, Episode 1. For those of you who do not remember, at the end of Star Trek Generations, which is the first Next Generations movie, but after Season 7, what happened was is that the Enterprise crash-landed, and most of the crew survived, but it was unsalvageable. And yep. so they kind of rode off into the sunset. And then a couple of years later, we had Star Trek First Contact, which showcased the Enterprise E and the battle with the Borg. So what we're talking about is just after they warp out. So Picard and Riker are standing on the bridge of the uh, disheveled and broken down Enterprise D. And they sit, like Picard goes, Picard to Farragut, you know, two to beam out. And then boom, they beam up. Yep, what's left of the saucer is in some sort of brace, and they fly mm. off, warped out, and here we are in the interim. Now, one interesting thing about this is the crew is not necessarily going to have to be together. That's right. Yeah. So, William T. Riker. So, are we on a star base? Are we, uh, are we on Earth? Are, are we on the ship taking him to Earth or taking him to the star base? You know, like... W- yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? I wonder if Riker might not spend a little bit of time on Earth. He's from Alaska, and he's a human. And therefore, uh, he's built up some leave. He's been out in space a little while. Maybe he is taking a little bit of a break and catching up with what's happening planet side. I I, th- I think that's a good idea. I think uh, let, let's have it be on Earth. Um, but I say let's have it in San Francisco. Okay, you want to be at Starfleet HQ? Yeah, I want it to be at Starfleet HQ because he's he's being he's being debriefed because he he was in charge. He was captaining the Enterprise when it went down. It's true. So okay, that's actually that's a really great idea because that's a very logical step. Okay, we can go with that. So whenever there is a ship lost, there has to be a court martial. Whether there's any guilty parties or not, there has to be a court martial. And so it kind of makes me wonder. I'm not sure on naval tradition uh, or military tradition on this one. So I don't know if Riker would be court-martialed or Picard would be court-martialed. I have a feeling, and this is in my completely uninformed opinion, that they would probably have a little bit of a deposition with everybody, with Captain Picard as the captain of the vessel and talking about what he was going through with Soren. And you were doing what with Captain Kirk? You were riding (laughs) horses? What is this nonsense? But then also, yes, Riker was in charge of the ship as it went down. So they are going to want his side of the story for sure, as well as Deanna Troy, because she was piloting it. <laughs> well, I hate I, okay. to bring that I up. It's not her so. fault. It's not her fault. However, they're going to grill everybody. I mean, this is the Enterprise D and it's destroyed. What the hell? Yeah, this was the Federation flagship. So they're definitely going to debrief everyone. But I think let's have a compromise. They're going to debrief everyone. But I think they're only going to court-martial Picard and Riker. Let's say they do it at the same time. I have no idea what naval tradition is. But it's the 24th century and it's made up. So let's just say they (laughs) court-martial them together. We can make it up. It's evolved over time. This is how we're interpreting it. Yes. Yes. So, okay, they've gone through maybe, say, the lesser senior officers. Deanna Troy has come out of the room and she looks at Will like, wow, get ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I say, I say it was one of those rough court-martials where, let, let's say that there's one admiral who was totally like, hey, you guys have done great work over the past seven years. You've, you've saved us numerous times. 
We thank you. We understand what happened. But there's one Badmiral who's just like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Because of your lack of security measures, you know, the Klingons were able to spy. And now the Federation flagship is no more. You know, like you need to, you know, like you need to answer for your mistakes. And like they want to get, they, they want to strip, you know, Picard of his captaincy. And they want to make sure that Riker never gets his own. Ooh, I think that needs to be the focal is Riker's ability possibly to get command of his own ship is very possibly on the line. Now, we know that he is the first officer on the E for a while, but he does go off to the Titan. Maybe he's had to fight for it in the interim because he's being accused for the flaws of generations, let's say, that are not necessarily his fault. Yeah, I think that is such a fertile area. That's such a good idea because for so long, that was even a plot point during the show, is they said, like, you know, he's turned down captaincy twice and soon they're going to stop pulling out the captain's chair for him. And then once again, he has an opportunity to leave and, like, the the ship is destroyed. He has a total opportunity to start fresh. And we all know the real reason. It's because we needed that crew on the bridge so that we could have another movie. Of course. Let's make that behind-the-scenes reason is that he got hammered during the court-martial, and they said, just so you know, it's going to be a long time until you become a captain. Yeah, like this is a serious setback for him. Yes. And the thing is, what really did this was Jordy's visor. Yep. So how can we play with that and make it Riker's fault? Ooh, Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what we do is like, yes, we we have the court martial thing. Like they they like they they hit him hard, and they tell Picard, listen, like you you know, you're you're not gonna get that admiralty, and he's just like, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to be an admiral anymore. And then, but then they say, but Riker, you're not gonna go to the captaincy, and then that's the focus of the story. But then Jordy finds out that because of his visor, even though even though it wasn't really his fault. He feels responsible for Riker's career, and that's why he gets implants. Yes! Yes, that fully explains it so hardcore! Yes! Yeah, his guilt behind that, the fact, just the mere fact that it was able to happen, is like, okay, enough is enough. I love the visor, but it's gotta go. So, let's, okay, so, like, we, we, we think that the main focus is on Riker, and it is for the first portion, but then it starts to translate into a a, a dual storyline of Riker's relationship with Jordy and okay. how deep yeah. their friendship goes because we didn't really explore that too terribly much during the show. And so with with that in mind, you know, let's have let's have that scene where Riker's at a bar. Let's say Riker's at the 602 club. You know, <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? You know, and then Jordy meets up with him there and like he's sitting down and they're they're you know talking about their woes and uh you know you know Riker asked Jordy so are you have you heard anything are we getting a new ship and they both kind of speculate and Jordy says well are you getting your own ship and he's like well that was a possibility until until just now and he explains the story and then that's when Jordy finds out and that's when he's just like he he feels responsible and he has to go do something right cut to maybe he's going to uh i don't know a doctor's office Maybe it's Dr. Pulaski, just for a throwback. She's on <laughs> Oh, Earth. my God! And That'd she's the one who performs the surgery on Jordy, and we see that he, like, we see him showing up for the appointment. There's Dr. Pulaski. He's like, hey, long time no see. You're ready. You're finally ready to do this, huh? 
And then off they go, and he gets his eye implants. I am geeking out so hard. That's such a good idea. (laughs) I mean, I know it's serious fan service, but, you know, like, looking back on TNG, Pulaski was a great doctor. It's just they didn't do the best job of working with the character enough. They didn't give her enough time, and it was bad circumstances that it happened under in the first place. But I love Pulaski. She's a damn good doctor. And since they're all on Earth, why not? I think that is a stellar idea. One of the best ideas you've ever had. Oh, why, thank you. Let's try to throw in some more of the crew in there. And so okay. with this with this episode, it branches out even further where maybe Riker finds out that Jordy's going to do this. And so he goes to Jordy and tries to convince him not to. And Jordy's like, I won't have any of it. I will not be the cause of this ever again. This is, you know, this is a crutch. This is, I don't want people to utilize this against me. And so realizing that Riker can't do it like can't do anything to convince Jordy. What if Riker goes to Beverly and then says, "Can you help me out?" and Beverly goes to Pulaski to try to convince her not to do it because it's a dangerous procedure. And so we finally get to have a scene where Beverly and Pulaski hash it out. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. that's cool. That's a moment we never had that maybe we should have had with Next Generation. I like that. However, I would almost prefer that Jordy gets it done without Riker even knowing, and maybe one of the side effects of the surgery is he is going to be unable to see for the next couple of days as his eyes heal. And okay. uh, so maybe uh, Data's there helping him out, as well as Dr. Crusher and Riker. Uh, like maybe Ry- or Riker is talking to Data, just catching up and saying, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, I'm with Jordy right now. What's wrong with Jordy? And then he finds out about the surgery. And uh, Riker basically says, like, is this because of me and what happened with the court-martial? And Jordy said, in part, but it was also time. Okay, okay. I think uh, I think that's good. But we need to have an overall striving goal. We need to have yes, a conflict that, that... We haven't defined the conflict that needs resolution. I mean, like, we've had a collection of moments. Maybe what we can do is where Jordy says, okay, well, if I show them that it was very much not your fault, even though you were captain of the Enterprise when it happened, if I show them that, like, maybe, like, even though it's not Jordy's fault in the least and someone was taking advantage of his um, his disability, uh, he said, like, he's he's trying to show the council, he's trying to show Starfleet that by getting these implants, nothing like this will ever happen again, and that he that they shouldn't blame Riker. And so he's doing this as a dramatic gesture. Ooh, okay, yeah. So he goes to the panel, let's say, and says, look, don't blame Riker. Blame me. Blame my visor. That is the catalyst for all of the chain of events that happened. And I am going to fix it. I'm going to get the procedure. Riker finds out. He flips. Do you not realize how dangerous this procedure is? Like, maybe he's in this hearing, and he starts flipping out in front of everybody. Yeah, That'd be cool. That's what, okay, that's what, what what happens. That's what comes down is where, like, second day of the court-martial, that's when Jordy comes in and says, okay, I'm going to do it. Riker stands up. No, you're not going to do it. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I just won't have a captaincy for a while. If at all, it's not worth your sight. That's when we can move into something, like, some of the things that I talked about earlier. Maybe that's when, you know, like, we can have the scene where Jordy goes to Pulaski, and then Riker goes and talks to Jordy to convince him uh, not to do it. He says no. Yeah. That's when Riker finds Beverly. Beverly goes to Pulaski, and then P- 
Pulaski says, I'm sorry, it's already done. I did it this morning. I love it. I love it. And then Beverly is pissed because yeah. you did what? And, and like, she's freaked out. Like, is he okay? I love it. And then the conflict, therefore, is between Riker and Jordy kind of fighting it out. Like, who's going to take the fall, essentially, for yeah. for all of this? And uh, really, I mean, in the end, everybody comes out on top, but they just simply have to fight it out. That's the drama of it, is that it's the... Uh, it's it's first it's um it's the drama of holy crap Riker's in trouble. Then we move on to will Jordy do it? Will he not? And then after he does it, it's will he regain his sight? Will he not? And then at the end, did it work? Right. And of course, we all know that it does. But in well, the meantime, no, I, I mean, I mean, did it work? As in, uh, did his gesture to Starfleet? Oh, work to get um Riker his his I shot gotcha. at the captaincy. And I feel like the answer to that question is halfway. He's still like, okay, he is, if, like, he, they find out maybe that there's going to be the Enterprise E and it's under construction right now. Mm-hmm. He has possibly the option to command something really low grade, like a freighter or something, something he doesn't really <laughs> want. Or okay. he can maintain his position as the first officer of the Enterprise E with Captain Picard in command. That's, that's set. Now, do you want to continue to serve, or do you want a captain? Which road do you want to take again, Will Riker? He's had this dilemma before. He gets it again, and he decides, you know what? It's the Enterprise. I'm still in love with her. I'm signed up, and I love this crew more than ever because of things like the gesture that Geordi made. He put his life on the line. I think Geordi's gesture needs to resonate with the Council, and so I think because of that, I th- I th- I th- I'm going to take your idea, and I'm going to mold it just a little bit, and let me know yeah. what you think of this. do it. Where... Jordy gets his sight back. Everybody's relieved. You know the uh, the implants worked. You know, like some of the guilt uh, on Jordy is gone. Some of the guilt on Riker is gone for what Jordy went through. And so he goes above uh, before the council and says, "See, I've done this for I've done this for my friend Will, and he deserves his captaincy." And so the council says, "This gesture has moved us. Surely a person who has this." type of admiration and love of his crew such as first officer will riker deserves another chance now that chance is not a captaincy but that chance is the possibility of it happening sooner rather than later yes and they see that this crew they see why it works so well because this Mm -hmm. is be above and beyond just the call of a starfleet officer this is true bonded friendship and so that's when they decide to keep the Enterprise crew together for the E. We have now successfully bridged the gap, at least, between the Enterprise D and the Enterprise E and why everyone's still together, why Jordy has implants, why Riker is not a captain yet. And there you have it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It bridges so many things between those two movies, questions that were left unanswered, and uh, a little bit of drama along the way. To make it a little more interesting. Now, what if we close this out where they get to see the Enterprise E, maybe not finished with its construction, yeah. but being built, and they can just tell already she is a beauty. I, I like that idea. It's kind of reminiscent of the end of Star Trek Four, the end of Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, you know, it's I, I everybody. We never got that moment with the Next Generation crew. No, we didn't. So we maybe get to see that and they realize just how how incredibly excited they are to be together again. 
how excited they are for this new ship. I mean, it's promising. It's optimistic. It's a beautiful thing. Happy ending. Yeah. So what are we going to call this episode? I, I have something that popped into mind. What have you got? What, let me know if you like it. Plenty of letters. Plenty. <laughs> well, of course, that line comes from Star Trek First Contact, which technically hasn't happened yet. But as True. a Trek fan, True. I can't help but love the heck out of that. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you pointed that out because it's 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 true. You're you're right, but I, I'm glad that you like it. Yeah, let's do that. That's great. Plenty of letters it is. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe. Hit that little subscribe button wherever you are, whether it's on iTunes or any other service. We are available anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And please go to thenerdparty.com and check out all of our other shows this week. The week of, of our relaunch of the Nerd Party, we have Nerd Party shows coming to you every single day of the week, and I want you to check out all of them. We have Nerd Nuptial, a show that I host with my wife about married life as geeks. We got Aggressive Negotiations, which is a very uh, microscopic view of the Star Wars universe. We have Filibuster, which is the show where all of our hosts get together, talk about whatever the hell they want. We also have SETI Alpha 3, which is the Nerd Party's first ever fully Star Trek show. We also have Great Shot Kid, which is a podcast looking at Star Wars creators' works outside of that galaxy far, far away. And also, we have Missing Frames, which is a really great conceptual idea of a podcast where they find these great movies that you should have seen by now but haven't, interview the people before they watch it and after to see what they think of Citizen Kane, what they think of Gremlins, and things like that. So we have so much new material coming at you this week and every week. That is fantastic. I did not even know that some of these shows were making their debut. I'm really super excited. I am too, and I, I am so happy to help deliver this great content to you guys for free. So please go to thenerdparty.com and subscribe and check out all of our shows. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thenerdparty. You can find us on Twitter at joinnerdparty. And please make sure to check out our partner, Loot Crate, by going to lootcrate.com slash nerdparty. It's a great geek subscription box that gives you $40 worth of merchandise for less than 20 And if you go to LootCrate.com slash NerdParty, enter in NerdParty at checkout, you'll save even more money off of that. Well, Char, this has been a fantastic first episode, if I do say so myself. I feel like we've kicked things off on a good note, and I am so excited to continue to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.